Hi, welcome back to season two of the Engine Room podcast. I'm Millie, marketing manager at Finally and producer of this podcast. This is the podcast where we interview marketing managers from across the manufacturing industry. And with our combined knowledge, we provide you with the best tips and resources you can use to achieve your business growth goals. For the first episode this season, Rob interviews Douglas Brown, who is the head of marketing at MSC. MSC is a leader in the supply of metalworking and MRO products and services with over 500 suppliers and over 120,000 products. They were established in 1941 and they are now a global organisation who have everything that you need to create a more productive tomorrow. For those of you who were at MAC earlier this year, you'll remember MSC as a company who really values their marketing department. With over 600 exhibitors at that show, their stand was definitely one to remember. The deconstructed jet engine was a personal highlight of mine, so I'm so excited to introduce this episode. Rob chats to Douglas about his role at MSC, his marketing highlights, as well as how to overcome those common challenges that we all face in this industry. If you enjoy this episode, make sure you press follow on whichever platform you're listening from so you don't miss out on future episodes. You will be able to follow myself, Rob and Douglas. Our links to our LinkedIn profiles will be in the description box as well as links to any resources that are mentioned throughout the episode. So on this week's episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Douglas Brown, who's Head of Marketing at MSC. So welcome along, Douglas. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? Very well. How are you? Yeah, really good, thank you. Good start to the week so far, so we'll see how we get on. Perfect. Yeah, everyone likes to hear that. So um, obviously, yeah, yourself and I have, have been uh, connected for a little while and had a few conversations, but for those of uh, our listeners that don't know who you are, just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and uh, what you guys get up to at MSC. Sure. So yeah, so Brown, Head of Marketing at MSC, and we were an industrial supplier nationwide, uh, 120,000 products. Um, online website that you can purchase those through and then we've got an industry leading engineering team that bring out the best of those products for manufacturers giving them cost savings efficiencies anything that they need to perform better and then we have a wealth of added value services on the side of that that means people can kind of begin to work on their longer term uh, strategies for the business that might be skills gap inventory management control basically things to help them with um, stability, again, efficiencies, time savings, and so on. Oh, excellent. Sounds really interesting. So, head of marketing, great, great role. Um, I mean, tell me how, like, what's been your journey? What, like, how have you managed to get there, and, and what have you done to the steps you've taken? I guess. Well, I mean, I've been at MSC now for five years, um, and over that five years, yeah, you know, a lot has changed, and I've, I've hopefully developed quite a bit. I mean, it all sort of starts from when I left university. Um, I started off as, a, as an actor, and uh, that was kind of my background. So, you know, learning as you're doing theatre, you know, and film, learning to sell yourself, learning to sell a story, learning about different types of communication. I, I always reference my time as being an actor and my time with a the theatre company as being kind of guerrilla marketing warfare. You know, <laughs> I've got nothing at my disposal and yet I've got to sell tickets so how do you do that I've got 10 pounds and I've got to turn it into a thousand pounds how do I do that so a lot of still what I do today it are from those fundamentals that I learned way back when and then obviously as 
as you kind of grow up and as you get into a career in marketing and you do your CIAM and you do your, you know, you do a lot of reading online and you follow certain people who are way better than you at, uh, at marketing, you obviously pick up some commercial skills, some marketing skills, and your acumen begins to grow. So that's what it's sort of been like for the probably the past eight years now. Perfect. Yeah. So did you come into MSC as, as head of marketing or, you know, have you done other roles as well within the marketing field? No, I joined as marketing manager. Um, so joined to, to essentially take the marketing um, team and the proposition of the business, take it through the sort of evolution that it needed to go through. And that evolution kind of was taking it from a, tra- a very, very transactional business. We talked a lot about price and, and product. And that wasn't necessarily wrong, but the industry needed more. And so over the years, that's how we've been transitioning through that. And so my journey has been, you know, helping to do that, leading some of that, um, being given more responsibility and bigger budgets and bigger teams in order to bring all of that to life, identifying certain areas that we could do that, either digitally or through communications or through products, through customer journeys, so on and so forth. And so I was, I was marketing manager for about a year and a half. Um, then just just as we were beginning to get into a space of like now we can understand what to do from a, a product marketing point of view I was then head of marketing and product management so that was great to learn you know I'd learned by that time obviously I'd learned some sort of good marketing skills still loads more to learn and then you know they threw a, a heap of commercial in, uh, learning curve on me and so then I had to sort of understand how the two marry each other and how you how you work with both of them and so I did the head of marketing and head of product management role for, I think, about a year and a half and then went into marketing, the head of marketing role because at that point we had to focus really at a, a deeper level on the marketing side uh, in order to make that, you know, really make the, the sort of waves it needed to in the industry and similar for the product management piece. That needed somebody with way more expertise than, than me. <laughs> That's oh, really interesting. I mean, uh, you know, what looking from from the outside, actually, what I, I find intriguing about MSC is actually how you do truly invest in both people and and marketing budget as an external. You know, we deal with all sorts of different companies in in our day to day, and and you know, sometimes it's a bit of a challenge to get that stakeholder buy in. I mean, I'm really you know intrigued to kind of understand how you work with your stakeholders, and you know, are, are, have they always just been open to it or you know, is it something that you've taken them on a journey internally to kind of show them the benefits? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's both. I think one of the benefits of MSC is you've got people who understand the true value of marketing. You know, they see it as more than the classic crayon department and, and the classic react to my needs rather than anything else department. So you've got people who are already flag, you know, waving the, the marketing flag for sure. But you'll always get the people that don't quite get it. and, and I kind of enjoy that, you know, changing their mindset around marketing. And really the fundamentals of it are having a vision that is grounded in a common purpose for you and the other person or the other strategy. But ultimately it's about delivering it. People will buy into something when they see the results. And, and, and that's what we've had to try and do over five years. You know, you create engagement through that, that deep level of communication and then making sure that it actually, you deliver what you say, which, yeah. um, you know, as a marketeer, sometimes you might ham it up a little bit, <laughs> but you've just got to do your best, your best to, you know, yeah, deliver, deliver it as you said. 
there's got to be a bit of creative freedom in there or uh, we wouldn't be marketers. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. so has, has it been like an evolution within the company in terms of, you know, the budgets increased year to year and, you know, as you've seen success, you've been able to show, like ink, do more things. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, the budget's probably increased. I don't know, maybe 20%, something like that, 30%, which is substantial um, as a, as a percent, yeah, as a, your marketing budget normally for businesses is a sort of percentage of revenue, and that ratio has increased over the years. The people, uh, the number of people specifically in the marketing department has increased over the years from the three when I joined to the currently about nine people. Wow, yeah. And then the quality of those people has, has, has increased as well. So, you know, it, it, again, you've got people in MSC who are, who are viewing marketing as one of those departments that can truly transform you know revenues and experience and, and therefore they're willing to invest in it which is obviously great and for me it just means you've got more more brilliant people to do brilliant work with you've got more money to invest in certain things and so yeah we year on year we go from strength to strength even with covid even with lots of things that try and hold you back brexit included we've, we've managed to sort of be agile overcome them and, and we keep trying to deliver yeah no so, i mean and it's paying off, you know, it's certainly visible, you know, your stand at Mac that we came and saw and all the people and the buzz around it, you know, it, it shows that it works. And, you know, for, for those people listening, you know, if you're in in that company and you're, you're kind of maybe a lone soldier or, you know, battling against it, I'd, I'd say, you know, maybe just stick at it. And, and as you say, try and show reward, show the results and, and, you know, persuade those stakeholders that further investment will lead to further reward. And, and you know, that's that's probably the way to do it. Definitely. Uh, well, Mac was the perfect example of that. Five years ago when I joined, I remember, I think it was my second day, we had a, an exhibition at Subcon. And it was pull-up banners. It was a, a four-by-two space. It was pull-up you know, pull banners. It was very limited in, in kind of the outward message. And to go from that five years ago to yeah. what we achieved at Mac, which was a 90-square-foot stand, a jet engine, you know, the main element of our proposition highlighted on the stand, um, over 350 leads or something like that over the whole event of really unbelievable quality for us. Uh, yeah, the power, there's no parallel between yeah. those, those two places, but there's been a journey from one to the other, and it has been, you have to start somewhere, you have to start and prove that, yeah, a three-by-two stand can deliver something. And in each of the events we've done, we've always built up, we've always done more, and we've always delivered more revenue on the back of them. So Mac was like an epitome of that evolution of marketing, as well as the sort of evolution of how we've um, changed our proposition for the market as well. Yeah, but it's also good to see that, you know, it, you're there, firstly, uh, you know, because the world has gone digital. Um, you know, a lot of our, our clients' budgets are now predominantly digital spend, you know, which is fine, but also, you know, being a being an old school marketer, I guess I believe in all channels. You know, there should be a place for everything. You know, exhibitions or you know events should certainly be in the marketing mix. And you know, they you know leads will always come from a range of places. And and partly that's because you've got to build that brand awareness. You know, you've got to be in the places that your customers are going to be. Um, and it might not be that they're going to buy from you today. They might not come and talk to you, but they're certainly going to know that you were there or, you know, have that recollection that they passed that stand, etc. So for me, you know, being at events is, is fundamental to the marketing mix. And it's great that we're able to get back out and do those in person, certainly. 
um, and see the true successes that come from it. I guess that leads me nicely onto my next question, really, which is, you know, you're talking even if we just talk about this five year journey at MSC, you know, what what do you think have been your major marketing successes? So I think Mac definitely is one of them. Uh, but Mac, because it was, uh, I think as I just said, it was the embodiment of what we've been doing for so long. So if I broadly speak of the investments that we've been making across the business in the marketing, in the in the value proposition, in our engineering team, in the quality of our sales team and the number of sales people as well, the investment that we've been making in our uh, customer service and everything we do there to maintain, you know, stock levels and on-time delivery and so so on and so forth. Mac as the embodiment for all of that was a, a, a sort of dream week yeah. because it was, you know, it was something that you could visibly see and go, yeah, this is what we've been doing for so long and this is what it means. And then when you hear that, come, you know, when you hear the feedback from visitors to the stand and they're going, yeah, this resonates with me. You know, yeah. what I've felt as a customer for however long, what you say, what you say is what you preach. You know, you, know, you, you do help me with all of these challenges. You are helping me with the skills gap. You you do actually do the 99% of next working day delivery. You know, it is all there. So mm. yeah, that was, that was a really good, um, a really good achievement. And I think things like that, where it does kind of embody what we've been doing over the years, things like, you know, producing a catalog, you know, our catalog has some good equity to it. The big book, 2,160 pages or something like that. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a, it's a demonstration of the proposition and it's, yeah. you know, six to nine months of hard work to produce one of those. Um, and that's always a great achievement when we when we produce that. I guess and don't, then, don't get the get the role of proof in that though. That, you know. I, I've read every single one of those pages <laughs> far too many. I, I still have the you know I still have the twitch when somebody says, "Oh, I found a mistake." No, no, you haven't double. <laughs> yeah, the classic. Uh, everyone um, has to double check and triple check, but yeah, no, certainly. Yeah, no, I mean, really interesting. I, I mean, what what about challenges though? I mean, particularly, you know. Um, marketing for manufacturing and engineering the sector is you know, let's let's not be rude but it's not exactly cutting edge you know cutting edge in terms of these people are happy to put robotics into the factories but then you talk to them about marketing they're like what um, you know so in terms of you know you're in that sector but you know what, what do you think have been challenges that you've kind of hit, come across really I think that the, the channel strategy thing as we've just alluded to yeah the future is video, the future is digital stuff, but you can't forget about your audience and how they like to learn and where they like to learn. One of the things, again, for Mac, which was reinforced was, I, for the foreseeable future, can't imagine us not producing a catalogue. Yeah. Because as much as you want, you know, as much as we want as, a, as MSC to produce a industry-leading website, and our customers, some customers want an industry-leading uh, website, the shop floor with engineers with dirty hands will still always want a catalog because for them to specify and buy what they need, there is nothing easier in the world yeah. than that. And we should never forget that fact. So there's a, there's a complexity around that, you know, how do you manage your channel strategy? What are you using for your marketing material, where and when and to who? Um, that's been, that has been a, a big difficulty. Um, and trying to obviously navigate that with budgets is, is, is difficult. Yeah, not to imagine. Yeah. The other thing is the other thing is the voice of the customer. As a marketeer, and most marketers will be like me, I assume, we'll add a bit of flavour, we'll use a bit of marketing fluff sometimes, we'll use never, never. fancy words that don't necessarily need to be used. Um, 
And so you've got to remember to talk in plain English. Yeah. You've got to remember to talk in a language that is relevant to the people that you're speaking to. Um, you know, we always like to use the word optimize efficiency. I mean, I probably use both of those five <laughs> times already in occasion. You, you have to remember, you know, exactly what you're talking about and to who, because then it will land. Whatever your whatever story you're telling will will absolutely land. Yeah, not hundred percent. And yeah, I mean, we're all guilty of it, but certainly the best marketing is is that that resonates with the correct person at the right time, and and you know, that's what yeah. we're all striving to achieve. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, look, really interesting, and and as I said, from from the outside looking at what you guys get up to, it's really exciting, you know. And I'm I'm excited to see the the journey continue and and see where it takes you. But again, for for people listening that maybe are starting out in their journey, or maybe they're you know a little bit um you know stuck in their ways, perhaps. Um, what what I'd like to talk about this time is just kind of some top tips for for those guys. You know, where anything that stands out to you in terms of either something to try or a, a thing to to, to you know, do differently, perhaps. I mean, one of the main ones for me is if you think you know your customers, think again. That's one of the things I, I I try to think about, and I'm not great at this, you know, but I try my best and I try to learn from other people. But never ever think that you know your customer. You have to constantly ask questions and never assume that the things you learned yesterday is still correct today, because it won't be the case. The spectrum of customers you'll always deal with even if it was one, but let alone, you know, hundreds of thousands will change on a, on a daily, hourly basis. And so you've got to constantly be on the pulse of yeah. that. And I think with that, you've got to really, yeah, you've got to know them for everything about them, not just the sort of broad challenges and pain points and goals. You've got to understand what psychologically makes them tick, why they make the decisions that they, that they do. And that's ever changing, isn't it? Know that, that I mean, yeah. that is literally changing all the time, and that gets influenced far beyond our manufacturing industry. Yeah. You know, we always talk about the Amazon effect. Well, the Amazon effect is real, where they look for the placement of the buy button or the types of information that might might have on a product. It's all stuff that affects how we market to them. So, yeah, never never assume you know your customer, and always always check that. Yeah, no, great great advice. I mean, in terms of um personas you know presumably you know you work with personas um i hope well, i'm sure you do um but in terms of how often do you look at those you know because as you're saying the customers are changing and you've got to learn from that day today can't be updating your personas every day but i mean is that something that you look at you know is it yearly quarterly i mean is that something you don't really touch that often i think we're getting better at it i think it's one of those things it's one of those yeah it's one of those things which it's do you do it for the sake of doing it or are you doing it to drive activity for the right yeah. reason? Because you can do a persona, you can spend all day every day creating the persona, but then if you're going to produce a literal general marketing activity, I don't know, a broadcast email campaign that's going to go to everybody, the persona was possibly pointless in order to do that probably yeah. because it's so general of an activity. As soon as you get into this specific segmentation targeting of your marketing activity, you have to have a persona in mind mm-hmm. always. And so, yeah, I think the more that our sophistication within marketing is happening at MSC, the more we're using personas for that for that, for that means. Yeah, perfect. Nice. It's good. I mean, it's something, it's something we're seeing with customers ourselves that, you know, probably, you know, 15 years ago, we'd, we'd create a persona and that'd be good for three, five years or something. Now, you know, we're kind of looking at them in depth, probably yearly for, for clients and, and actually undertaking 
you know, we, we have tools now that does like social listening exercises, checking what's out digitally and, you know, capturing that information and, re, you know, readjusting those. Often they're minor tweaks, but I think, you know, it's technology changing, you know, like TikTok wasn't really what it was 12 months ago. And now you're kind of going, okay, God, this is getting a bit bit popular now. We're going to have to have to actually yeah. readjust, um, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's exciting. I'm, I'm glad that you, you're doing it. But um, it's certainly something that I think as an industry, as marketers, we have to be monitoring yeah. probably more closely than ever, I think. Cool. And, and you have, we have to think about where the, where the future might be because, you know, the future as a marketer, the available tools that we've got for ourselves, software and, and anything like that, the future is personalization. We should be able to all get to a point as marketers where we can speak one-on-one with our audience you've got to get good at personas in order to get that get to that place so um, yeah we're all going to try really hard now quickly yeah, yeah no, definitely it's going to be quicker than we are <laughs> always um so yeah kind of marketing you know is all about education it's a learning journey i'm still going 25 years on and and, and love taking in new information so you know, where do you go for that information? What's your top three marketing resources? Maybe, you know, what, what do you read? What do you listen? What do you watch, perhaps? I mean, the classic is Simon Sinek, isn't it? I mean, I think he's a, a god amongst men within the marketing community. So I always I always follow him. Uh, there's a guy called Mark Ripson who writes for Marketing Week, I think it is. Um, he always gives a very good, refreshing view of marketing, marketing that's happening in the in the global space, in top brands. So uh, as a commentator on a lot of stuff, he's great to listen to. Models that I use are pretty much only two um, because for me, they do everything, which is the 7S model and the SOSAC model. Those are two very broad um, frameworks to produce strategies through and to sort of keep yourself on track and make sure that you're consulting with other departments and thinking about, you know, other things around your business. I don't think you can go much wrong with those. And then I think it's, it's around reading up on what's new. You know, we talked about video as being one of the things that's becoming more and more um, prevalent in the industry. Well, why is that? What is happening with Google and the way that it indexes websites for video? How, you know, what, how does it help with SEO? It's all well and good saying we've got to do video, but why are you doing it? And understanding maybe some of the algorithm and the work and, and the sort of uh, the science behind it helps you then know exactly what you should do. Yeah, no, pretty perfect. And obviously now you can add this podcast to your list, so. That's it. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, look, just coming towards the end now, Doug, but I'm a bit really interested just to know, you know, what's next for MSE? It's more the same, really. It's more the evolution of, of the proposition and just, you know, putting that in different areas. So whether it's um, more material for the sales teams to be using, presentations, videos, there's a, a lot of, there are a lot of activities I can't say too much about that are coming in the next few months, which help uh, manufacturers be better and for them to learn more. So just as we talked about there with how do marketeers learn, we're producing something that helps engineers learn more about what's happening around them and how to get the best out of their operations. That's, that's really exciting because yeah. that's a, no one's done that. What, what we're about to do, nobody's done that in the industry. Sounds good. And then, yeah, in the next six months, it's, it's, it's just more brand awareness, more uh, thought leadership, and uh, hopefully a lot more commercial benefit. Perfect. Sounds exciting. So for those that want to follow your journey, you know, where's the best place to find you? 
Uh, if it's me personally, then it's on LinkedIn. Uh, and of course, there's the MSC UK LinkedIn page as well to see all the, you know, the great output that we, we put out there and learn about, you know, learn more about the culture of MSC as well. Perfect. Okay. Well, definitely look, highly recommend people go and connect with uh, both Doug and, and follow MSC because it is really interesting. Doug, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Appreciate you giving up the time and uh, look forward to speaking with you again in the future. Thanks, Bob. Great to speak. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Engine Room Podcast. And thanks for Douglas to coming on and chatting with us. The Engine Room Podcast is released monthly. So if you want more marketing tips, follow the hashtag FinallyEngineRoom on LinkedIn or subscribe to our weekly newsletter and I will see you there.